Support for this podcast comes from Eightfold.ai. Eightfold.ai delivers the talent intelligence platform, the most effective way for companies to retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Eightfold.ai's deep learning artificial intelligence platform empowers enterprises to turn talent management into a competitive advantage. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 372 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employee experience, hybrid working, diversity, equity and inclusion, workforce fluidity and workplace technology. These are just a few of the challenges employers face as they shape their talent strategies for these disruptive times. So how are the leading companies thinking and behaving? And what lessons are there for everyone else to learn? My guest this week is Tammy Browning, president of Kelly OCG. Kelly OCG has recently published their 2021 Global Workforce Agility Report, and in our interview, Tammy talks through the findings and identifies what Vanguard companies are doing to deal with the current challenges. Hi, Tammy, and welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Nice. Thanks. To, thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. My name's Tammy Browning. I'm the president of Kelly OCG, which is a uh, business unit of Kelly Services, the larger organization. And I'm responsible for our managed service programs or MSPs. And then RPO, which is Recruitment Process Outsourcing. And uh, we find work for people that in ways that enrich their lives across the globe. Uh, it's very exciting. Fantastic stuff. And, and I suppose just to start with a bit of context, this is this is something I'm sort of asking everyone about at the moment, because we're obviously going through very unprecedented times when it comes to the, the global talent market overall. So give us your take on what's going on at the moment. What are you seeing happening in the sort of various talent markets that you work in? Yeah, you know, it's we're seeing as, as you indicated, unprecedented times. Uh, work more demand today in terms of number of job orders available for individuals than pre-pandemic levels. In fact, we're up about 25% in the demand. And the opposite is happening with respect to the candidate market. Our candidate market is in fact shrinking and becoming more difficult as we speak. And some of those skills that we're really struggling to identify that next level talent is in the manufacturing light industrial labor categories, and skilled labor, where we're really struggling to identify that talent across the globe. It is not a North America-only issue. While you're seeing a lot of information about that in North America due to the pandemic and some of the stimulus packages, it is really a global issue that we're seeing across, uh, across the world. Obviously, the other thing that's going on at the moment is is companies are, are rethinking their their whole approach to to work and where their employees are, and how things are going to work moving forward. And I know that Kelly OCG has recently done a really interesting piece of research, your your sort of twenty twenty one global workforce agility report. 
Tell us about the background to the report and what, it, what it's about and how you put it together. Sure. I'll give it, let me give a little context. So what we've done is over the last number of years, we've run a workforce agility report initially out of the what we would call the APAC regions, the Asia region. And we've received such wide range feedback from the stakeholders we engaged there. We extended the overall survey to a global reach of over 1,000 executives, 20% of them being either C-suite or board member uh, titles and levels in organizations across 13 different countries, which was Australia, Canada, China, Germany, India, Ireland, Japan, Malaysia, Netherlands, Singapore, the UK, the US, of course, and others. And what we've discovered is just significant findings and well-received feedback around this report related to the what we like to call the vanguards, those organizations that are very ahead of the curve, and the laggards, those that are maybe behind the curve but are seeking or aspiring to do something slightly different from a talent attraction or what's next perspective. I mean, it's a report that makes fascinating reading, and I kind of like to sort of dive into dive into it in a bit more in a bit more detail. First and foremost, what are the the main challenges that you've identified that employers are sort of currently facing? Yeah. So with that, what we've identified in the workforce agility report is that. Really, the the challenges stem more around what the vanguards are doing to bridge those gaps. And what they are specifically are diversity, equity, inclusion, and really employee well-being or the health of the employees. And in fact, the org- most organizations are or in the vanguard space are suggesting that their employee health and well-being is actually more important than their own customer service relative to their performance and as an organization, meaning their financial performance is going to be better as a result. So DE&I is one. The second is really around that tech adoption and the adoption of being able to manage a workforce in, in a way or not having tech-enabled strategies, how difficult it would be for organizations to really be able to uh, manage their workforce, understand their productivity levels, And what we've identified is 88% of the vanguards say that leading edge technologies has actually helped them drive a more fluid workforce and having much more capabilities uh, around just overall employee well-being and their production in their job, direct connections to both of those things. Uh, We're seeing some other impactful things in the report as well um, around just overall how Training is a, is a critical component of employees' workforce in the future. So vanguards are investing further in trainings and incentive programs. And then in North America, we're seeing many organizations, of course, step out and embrace this full-time work-from-home model or this optional hybrid model. We're seeing that more prevalent in North America than we are in some of the other, in some of the other regions. Although I anticipate... And what the report showed is that in APAC, over 11% of the workers will sustain remote. And yet in Europe, uh, what we're seeing is about 7% of the organizations say that they're going to allow their workers to stay remote. So if you think of the disconnect between what the workers want, what the employees themselves want, and what organizations are saying, it's vast. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's um, a really interesting point. And they're obviously very, very key areas as we move forward. Could we sort of just take them one by one? Because I think it would be it would be very, very useful to find out a bit more about what the Vanguard companies are doing differently. That's kind of really helping them with these sort of four key areas, basically. So the Vanguards make DE&I their priority for starters. Um, and this is a global finding. So often... When we hear diversity, equity, and inclusion, we think about North America specifically where diversity dollars or tracking of diversity spend has been so prevalent, where it's been more difficult in Europe and Asia to deploy some of those initiatives. What we've really seen and what we're seeing with the vanguards in particular is globally, they're looking at diversity spend more around the talent and the communities that they serve. So the mix of talent, the equity and inclusion is is equally as important as the diversity of the talent. So what we've seen is the vanguards are twice as likely as the laggards to fully deploy a DE&I strategy for both their contingent or their temporary labor, as well as their permanent Uh, talent. So meaning they're enabling their total workforce to participate in in their DE&I initiatives, and they're ensuring that their underrepresented groups are in fact part of that. They've also, the uh, vanguards have measured goals. So they're very clear on what their objectives are, what their DE&I initiatives and outcomes of their expectation of their organization are, And they're also very aware of what the policies related to contingent work participating in DE&I. So they know where they can engage, they know how to engage that contingent labor, and they know how to bring them into the fold. And what's uh, really interesting as part of the report is less than half of North American companies have actually fully executed DE&I strategies for full-time work. And only 22% have DE&I strategies for contingent labor. So when you think of just the vanguards holistically that they're that far ahead, it's very interesting to see that while North America is the further ahead in that market space, we're still very far behind in terms of what that looked like. And 80% of, uh, of, of those that took the survey say that having hiring managers understand their goals is critical to their success as it relates to DEI. So communication is critical for organizations to understand what their initiatives are, what they're trying to accomplish, and how their company can come along with them in terms of the people that work for them directly. You mentioned contingent workers and the the, the whole sort of workforce there. And I know that one of the, the sort of the key areas you've been looking at is um, workforce fluidity. And obviously that speaks to the what we were talking about in terms of skill shortages and the the, the sort of the crisis of uh, getting um, getting talent that we're seeing that we're seeing right now. What was happening in that particular area? You know, it's um, it's interesting because when we look at workforce fluidity in general and we understand what that really means, and it means that we're really meeting the the talent. The vanguards are, are are significantly more likely to bridge the gap between the skills of the workers and the jobs that need to be done. So when you think about workforce fluidity, what does it really mean? And it's really understanding how you can create these hybrid models, how you can take your organization from where it sits today and where you want it to go through your labor categories. 
And then it's really about adding workers to the existing uh, team. So meaning having contingent workforce added into existing full-time work, bringing in and exposing them to the full-time work, looking at overall gaps that you that organizations have in their full-time workforce and looking at where it can be bridged with contingent labor. So fluidity is really important and it's not a new or novel area. In fact, I believe the pandemic, what it has done is it's brought back this need to bridge the gaps between all of the full-time work force that the organizations have today and creating a fair balance between contingent labor and full-time so that they have the ability to ebb and flow and flex their talent more than they have before. This is a very normal environment for global corporations, but it wasn't as normal for those smaller organizations that are now really embracing this, which is why earlier as we talked, I talked about the demand being significant in contingent labor, and we're seeing about a 25% uptick. Part of the reason for that is because organizations are bridging that talent gap with contingent labor. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. One of the big topics of the last few years has been employee experience. And and as you kind of uh, alluded to earlier in the conversation, the huge focus on this sort of through the pandemic and um, hopefully as, as we move out of the pandemic, well, what is it that the the best companies are doing in in this area? Employee experience has really been the number one area that our report pulled out as being so incredibly important to overall success. So for example, the vanguards are focused on building better experience, hands down. 91% of them ranked improving employee experience is as high as their business priorities, meaning they know that their employees and the way that they feel in their job is more, it's the most important thing in today's world. Some of those statistics that I think I mentioned early on, but the vanguards uh, in North America have suggested that they will, in fact, 14% of the, uh, the North American vanguards will continue to focus on employee experience as critical to their business performance. Again, 91% of them ranked this as being important, but now 14% in North America say they're going to keep this as top of mind or top of goal. And same in APAC is 11% and in Europe is about 7%. Vanguards uh, conduct regular employee surveys to hear from their 
resources from their employees to understand what it is that they're seeking. So they're looking for things like um, affinity groups, understanding what you know, where they can engage or where they can get more connected to the work that they're performing. The vanguards are also very involved in employee sort of defining and shaping their roles in their overall employee value proposition. So the employee in their message is just as important to the overall success of a company. So their value propositions, they're helping to craft what those look like for a company. Um, so what we've found is that employee experience is so important to retention of an organization. And what we're about to see unfold is what we are calling the great resignation. Many organizations are seeing employee engagement decline in mass. And when you think about the worker population just across the globe, today our millennials make up the bulk of that workforce, and only 32% of millennials are actually engaged in their job, meaning there is a huge population looking for new work. So with demand on the rise, meaning more and more jobs than there are people today, and this potential that we could have a significant out of the workforce, meaning they're looking for new work, the employee experience is so important to the productivity, the engagement, the retention, and really, again, those overall business results as an organization. So to, to come back to the other aspect, which was um, using leading edge technology, and obviously, again, that's something you, you, you kind of mentioned right at the beginning. I think it's really interesting to get the employer's eye view of this because so much investment's gone into HR technology in the last few years. And there's a, there's a very big investment in the marketing of HR technology. So there's a, um, there's a huge, a huge amount of noise in the, in the marketplace. When it comes to technology and what people should be doing, so just really interested to to kind of get a view from the survey in terms of what people are actually doing with with technology and how the leaders are, are deploying it to to drive things forward. Basically, yes, tech adoption for uh, organizations is incredibly important for different reasons now than what the reasons were before when those investments were previously made. So when you think about the Vanguard specifically, 88% of them say adopting leading edge technology is critical to the enhancing the employee experience. So kind of going back to that last question, the technology and experience go hand in hand, really for long-term business success. And 94% of the Vanguards believe it's their responsibility to ensure employees have the skills they need to adapt to the technology. Many of the vanguards have already begun implementing new technologies that alleviate workload pressure. So when we're all now sitting at home and working from home, as we all have in this last year and a half, in, in making it far easier for people to work from a, a remote environment was just one piece of the pie. It's really also about utilizing the workforce a little differently through tech adoption so adopting new workforce technologies is really the biggest challenge organizations are going to face. A majority of North American companies, in fact, 83% of them say their organizations could benefit from technology. And, and so they're recognizing this as a gap, considering 83% of them are saying they need it. And then when you really look at you know, overall organizations giving employees options to work remotely long-term, 
tech adoption will be increasingly more important to attract talent, to, to bring them in as part of that employee value proposition, to foster the collaboration, the team collaboration, so that work can still be done in a way that is in enabling people's best uh, work to show up and to really gain visibility into overall work performance, work output, uh, the way that work is being done, and really to understand the talent mix uh, that an organization has. And where I think we'll see much more in the future, it's really going to be how tech enables organizations to work more closely together when we have those that choose to work physically on site or at their client location or headquarter location or maybe remote locations. And then those that choose to work from home, organizations are realizing the technology is what's going to can be the glue of the, their initial output for their business results. So that's why tech is so important. It's less about, do I have a computer that works or does my Skype work or does it? It's really more about, do people have the technology to foster overall continued growth within the organizations that they work for. That's why it's so incredibly important. As a final question, obviously we're going through a time of very, very quick, quite dramatic change. How much of this is going to stay in the long term? What do you think the trends are that we're still going to be talking about in, in say, two or three years' time? So I think uh, from my seat, I do think there are many areas that will sustain. I do think the work from home strategies will continue. I think many organizations will find ways to enable the work from home. And when you think about the the value that has come as a result of that, particularly in a world in, in my world where our job is to find work for people, we've now been able to open up jobs to the world that can now be done anywhere in the world at any time and time zones and other issues are not a factor anymore. And so I do think we will sustain this remote work environment. I do also think over time, we will see and what our report has shown is that the four workforce agility dynamics of our research will be that workforce fluidity, meaning that ebb and flow of the workforce to be able to create a more, um, a more flexible work environment is going to sustain there's no question that DE&I will also sustain. And the questions that we continue to ask ourselves is, what's more important? Is it the diversity of the talent? Is it the engagement of the talent? Is it the inclusion? Is it all of the above and where? And so what we'll see is that as we continue to do further workforce agility reports, we will double click into things like DE&I and others to understand what these things mean over time. I do think that the employee experience is going to be critical as we think about the skill gaps that we are headed into now and the work um, that is going to need to be done. So when you think about the, the future of work related to now what we what I would like to just really quickly mention, we are seeing uh, recruitment process automation, uh, robotics, AI, all of that technology is coming into play. And it is, in fact, replacing work that is going to need to be done at a different level. So the employee experience around 
making sure that we're training, that we're investing, that we're upskilling, we're reskilling, we're considering what the talent skills need to be in the future. Those things are going to stay. We're going to see them unfold and we're going to see them be part of our everyday nomenclature as organizations that are far ahead of this are going to be the ones that win the talent in the end. And then overall, I don't, I don't think that the tech strategies are going to change in any way. I do think that with the four dynamics, it's going to require long-term strategies that are going to support the resources and implement you know, successful programs, implement successful business results. I do suspect that we'll see these things continue to struggle. And, I, and I, if I could just you know, kind of close it out with, make sure the employees that you have today are engaged, that they're supporting the work that you're doing, that they feel like they're part of your organization, that they feel like they're impacting the work that they're doing so that when you're looking holistically at where you sit amongst those four sort of dynamics that I mentioned, that you don't lose talent that you could in fact be retaining, and then also really consider how you can use talent differently in the future. Tammy, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Tammy Browning. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.